This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. Hi, everyone. Welcome again. And this is going to be a cool one because my guest today, Alicia Galvin, she and I have been on other broadcasts, other endeavors together. She is a stud with diet. I don't know how to tell you that. So Alicia, welcome. It's good to see you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. So Alicia, for all of our listeners that don't know you and don't know what you do, I do, but tell them what you do and who you are and where you are, et cetera. Sure. Um, I'm a registered dietitian in Dallas, Texas. Um, it's going to be a balmy 70 degrees here, um, I think, tomorrow. <laughs> wow. We're all envious of which you. Is, which morning. is nice. Um, so I'm in Dallas. I am a functionally trained dietitian. So I've gone through the traditional route of becoming a dietitian, and then I've done additional training on um functional medicine, functional nutrition. So I incorporate those principles into my practice. Um, I'm in private practice. Um, I'm currently virtual because um, I just had a little little baby a year ago. And so I've gone virtual this year, um, which has been helpful. And um, my main focus is GI health. So I, I do a lot with um, SIBO, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease. Um, I've actually co-founded with uh, one of my colleagues, a uh, an online training course for, for other professionals, nutrition professionals uh, called SIBO Academy. And we've just launched a 10 week GI course actually that started yesterday. Um, and so I love mentoring. I love teaching. Um, I love the whole world of GI. That's sort of my passion. Um, I also see a lot of autoimmune clients. And so I deal with a lot of autoimmune conditions um, uh, as well as infertility. So that's, those are sort of my three passions and that's my primary focus in my, um, in my practice. So that's kind Sounds of like me. the word fertility worked with you pretty well because you have that one-year-old now, I guess. So that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. That, that's definitely sort of a personal journey for me. And, um, you know, nutrition, I credit 100% with the success of, um, of having my little son. Uh, and so that's been really fun. And mm -hmm. I love to educate people on how to maximize their um, ability to conceive as well, more naturally using nutrition as the primary source. And tagging on to that, we're going to talk about something today that's very important uh, that some people might have heard of in the breastfeeding realm. It's mm -hmm. this colostrum thing, and we would consider it nature's first food. So mm -hmm. when we talk about nature's first food, and you and I share this passion, and we use it with everybody. Um, talk to us about your definition of colostrum. What is that and what does it do? Yeah, so it's it's a super power food um, because every mammal makes it. So cows, sheep, humans, uh, camels, any mammal is going to make colostrum. And basically it's the very first milk that a mammal produces after they have a baby. So it's technically the very first food that every mammal consumes. And so um, it's loaded with tons of good stuff in there because in the case of, you know, bovine colostrum, which is what is mostly on the market for consumption, um, and use a supplementation, um, you know, that's, it's super critical that the baby calf gets the colostrum and gets enough of it because that really determines the survival of the calf. And so, you know, colostrum is super high in immunoglobulins like IgG, IgA, it's got lactoferrin in there, which has some antibacterial and antiviral properties. Um, it has growth factors to help with, um, 
healing of the intestinal lining. Um, and so it's just, it's basically the survival, um, of the calf depends on getting enough of this colostrum. And so because of that, because of all the benefits, um, and beneficial compounds within colostrum, it's really a superfood, but it's, it's technically just that very first milk that all mammals receive. It's interesting because a lot of people uh, that are listening right now are going, well, wait a minute, how, how do I get that? There are colostrum products on the market, as you mentioned. And, um, you know, I have one on my desk right here that I use really every day. Um, I'll hold it up right there for you to see it. So you know what that is. But yep. for those of you that are uh, not visually looking at this, it's it's a pro colostrum LD from Sovereign Laboratories, actually. And again, this is just a preference that I have. Um it has a liposomal delivery technology, which I, I like. Yeah. So uh, this is what I use. So do you use colostrum too. Which one do you use? I actually use the same one because um, it's the only liposomal colostrum on the market. Um, and so I've used other colostrum brands with my clients. Um, when I switched to using Sovereign, that's when I actually started to see an enhanced benefit um, that people were experiencing, whether it be from just uh, settling of their digestive symptoms, healing of, um, the intestinal lining. So the liposomal delivery is really key because it really, it helps to maximize that absorptive, um, value and it's better utilized by the body. And so that's what I use on a, on a daily basis, um, as well with my clients. Well, I agree with that because ultimately, you know, I have used other sources as well and, and didn't get the results I perhaps wanted to with the mm-hmm. healing of uh, a leaky guts, et cetera. You, you mentioned that earlier. And I, I suppose the, you know, they've got the immunoglobulins, the growth factors, some lactoferrin um, in there. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, I think that the delivery makes the product. And right. it's interesting, you know, the it's funny. I just was doing some research products coming on about um, vaccines, you know, in general, and they are using the mRNA vaccine, sort of a liposomal delivery technology as well. So mm-hmm. it's not something that's unusual, even in big pharma world, but it is very effective as a carrier or a shield, or maybe a cloaking device, if you will, to get it inside the system. So in, in this case, it won't get broken down before it can be uh, arrive at the targeted location and do its thing, which I find is cool. Exactly. Um, how do you use um, in your patients, you mentioned deal with uh, the SIBO people, the UC people, the Crohn's people, um, fertility, autoimmune. Do you use this with everybody? And if so, how, how do you use it? What's the dosing of that? And is it oral or powder what? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so I use powder uh, primarily because that's, you're going to get better absorption using a powder versus a capsule. Um, yeah, I pretty much use it with everybody. <laughs> Um, really the only people who I don't use it with are, uh, women who are, um, pregnant because colostrum does shift the immune system. It has a very potent, um, what are called proline rich polypeptides or PRPs. And, um, the job of the PRPs is to work on the thymus gland, which is the gland that is sort of the control hub of the immune system. And in pregnancy, there's a natural shift in, in the immune system to uh, prevent rejecting the fetus. And so you, I don't use it in there because that you don't want to be shifting, um, the immune system in a pregnant woman. Um, so that's, that's one contraindication. And then, um, I don't use it with anyone who's had a history of an organ transplant and they're on an anti-rejection medication. Um, so, but other than that, I mean, almost all my autoimmune clients, even if it's not GI related. So if it's thyroid, if it's autoimmune diabetes, if it's lupus, um, 
you know, any of the host of, of rheumatoid arthritis, um, you know, because of the fact that of the shifting of the immune system, um, colostrum is very helpful in that. And in, in any autoimmune condition, there is an imbalance of the immune system. And so you want to try to rebalance it and that can help with flares. Um, I use it with people who have chronic diarrhea, even if it's just an acute bout. So if they've had like a viral illness and they have like a, a stomach bug um, and they're having a lot of diarrhea, I have them do as much colostrum as they can get in during the day. So up to four or five tablespoons a day. Um, and that I have found to be really effective in um, really calming their GI system, helping them get over the diarrhea episode. Um, and then I use it all obviously for gut repair and also the immune balancing effects in Crohn's ulcerative colitis, celiac. Um, and then in SIBO, what's interesting is there's some data that has come out about the immunoglobulins and helping with bloating and some of the symptoms of SIBO. Um, and so that's been kind of a cool thing and it's typically very well tolerated. Um, cause SIBO can, can be kind of a challenge because of the fermentation of the, uh, the bacteria do in that small intestine. So you can get a lot of GI symptoms and bloating and some, some supplements and, and foods don't work as well, but colostrum is, is very well tolerated and can actually help with some of the symptom management. It's funny, you know, we've used the high dosages like that too in acute situations with uh, great success. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you mentioned up as high as four or five teaspoons and or tablespoons. That, that's a lot, just comparatively speaking. Yeah. But for just a general overall, you know, maybe maintenance of people, uh, I guess two questions. One, would you recommend that as general maintenance? And then mm -hmm. two, if so, what would be the dose of a general maintenance? Yeah, using so the powder when we're talking about. Right, right. So, um, so typically, if it's just kind of a maintenance dose, I do two teaspoons twice a day um, on an empty stomach. So, you know, about a half an hour before food, or um, about two hours after they've eaten. Um, that's general maintenance because of the uh, sort of the lifestyle that we all tend to lead. Where um, most of us have stress in our lives, uh, most of us maybe have to be on antibiotics. Um, you know, certain medications, um, even if you're well, there, there are certain things that might predispose you to have, um, a more permeable gut or the potential to develop a, a more hyperpermeable gut. And so I kind of like to have people use it just prophylactically because unless you're, you know, living somewhere that's, and you have no stress in your life, uh, you're going to have certain situations that are going to predispose you to potentially developing that leaky gut syndrome. And, and so I just think colostrum is a great tool that you can have on board. That's very easy. Just drink it back a couple times a day and it can really prevent the progression of some of this, these conditions. Um, so yeah, I, I do, I do offer it as a solution for just good general maintenance, even in the healthy population. Um, I know, and you'll, you'll be able to speak to this, but it's been used a lot in athletes too for recovery and, um, just, performance. And so very healthy individuals like athletes, um, which I imagine you use in, in your, in your population as well, um, can have great benefit to having colostrum. Well, I think that's an important subject because the reason you would use it for athletes and it just makes sense. I mean, the high level athletes going to have a lot of intrinsic stress in their system. Anyway, and it goes right back to that, that word stress and, and, just a little pearl for our folks listening, the immune system really in our, our genetics in general have only changed 2% in 10,000 years. So the stress that we interpret right now is the same interpretation as if we were being chased by a lion trying to eat us. So it doesn't matter we're out running 
doing high intensity training or just dealing with uh, listening to the media every day, the body's response is the same. And it tends to create that permeability in the gut, that internal stressor. It, and of course that can downregulate the immune system, making you immunocompromised. So every single athlete we've had here, I'm always telling them, Alicia, to use this because you're going to have leaky gut just because of the intensity with which you live and have to survive. And if you're an athlete listening now, this is one of those things I'm going to tell you, mandatory, do it, period, end of story, because it will save you a lot of grief over time. And perhaps, I really believe this, Alicia, I think it really would uh, perhaps extend the life of the athlete longer in general and also mitigate the long-term damage because we know that high-level athletes don't tend to live very long because of the stress. So I think mm -hmm. we can address it from, you know, even longevity standpoint, um, but just a little, you know, caveats there. Now we live in a world right now, because here we are in the, um, you know, the early to mid part of 2021. Uh, we never thought we'd get to this year, I know, but uh, when we talk about COVID. We talk about viral. You mentioned something earlier that I want to really uh, just just kind of pick your brain on, and then I'll give you our opinion too. The the idea of antiviral properties mm -hmm. is that important right now in regard to COVID in relation to this particular type of um, sort of food or supplement? However, want to look at that, and if so, how is that? Yeah. So. Um... So colostrum contains something called lactoferrin um, and lactoferrin basically works to bind up free iron, um, which viruses and bacteria and fungi need in order to reproduce. And so lactoferrin um, can be helpful in preventing the proliferation of these you know, viral compounds. Um, actually in the nineties, there's been, and there has been quite a bit of research done on, um, colostrum and HIV and AIDS and, you know, which is a, a massive viral, you know, situation. So, you know, and with good success with helping with a lot of the symptoms and the diarrhea that, that comes from it. Um, and so, you know, there are some very potent antiviral properties in colostrum, like the lactoferrin. Um, and so I, so that, in addition to just the general immune balancing properties in the PRPs, like I mentioned earlier, to help with, you know, if you do have a viral load and an activation of the immune system, it can help to um, just kind of help to rebalance that. Um, you know, not saying I don't think you or I are here to say that it's going to cure COVID or that it's going to be, you know, the solution to COVID or, you know, this virus that we're dealing with. But, you know, as part of just an overall general healthy lifestyle, um, you know, there may be some benefits to incorporating it on a daily basis. I agree to totally and wholeheartedly. And there's a couple other things that we've learned and observed. Uh, one is just a uh, study that was done uh, several years ago that identified the lactoferrin specifically as being able to identify and sort of bind to those spike proteins in the virus, meaning it could, uh, for lack of a better term, gunk them up so they couldn't stick as well mm. in the ACE2 receptivity up mm. here in the, in the mucosa. That's one thing. But the interesting thing that I find is fascinating is because you look at COVID infected patients that have, uh, you know, lots of symptoms, lots of acute symptoms, trouble breathing. We know that there's a red blood cell problem because they're not carrying oxygen. In every one of those, their iron has been high. 
every single one of them, and it makes sense. And so I suspect that it's the excessive iron that's creating a problem. And so based upon that, we put, you know, the colostrum into, well, personally, our protocol that we do. And again, we're not saying it's a cure or not. We want to make clear of that, but we put it in our protocol because of our belief that and our clinical experience that it will mop up that unsequestered iron. And so we think it's a, a really significant piece to the, the, the puzzle perhaps of modulating the overall immune uh, response picture in a beneficial way. So, you know, I just find it fascinating. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Would you say, and I think we answered this question, but, um, you, you know, people have poor gut health today because of the standard American diet in general, the standard American lifestyle. Um, you deal with people specifically in the, in the GI area, as we've talked before a few times. Um, would you say that this is a critical piece? I'm going to try to put words in your mouth, but would you say this is a critical piece to the, uh, to your, uh, belief system in your protocol that you put in the behalf of your patients? Yeah. Um, you know, if I have somebody who's coming in and they're, you know, maybe they're super sensitive or maybe financially they can't afford to do a whole bunch of supplements or they can't do this whole big gut protocol of, you know, gut repair, you know, I, I start with colostrum and sometimes I'll, that'll be the only thing that I use because it hits on so many different levels. Um, it hits the gut repair, it hits the immune balancing, it hits the antimicrobial, it hits the prebiotic. Pro There's, you know, data to show that it helps with enhancing, um, you know, probiotics in our gut. So it's one of those things, and it's a powder that I like so I can titrate it up. So if someone is very sensitive or, or if they, you know, have a harder time sometimes tolerating it, sometimes I'll just have people start with just like a lick on their finger um, and then just work up from there. Um, so, yeah, it, it's something that I think can be a very effective just as a singular use uh, product. Um, and... And so, yeah, it, it's, it's really, it's really beneficial. And that's, that's really how I like to use it. Um, and then if people are able to do a, a higher level of a protocol or include more things, then I'll get a little bit more specific with that and, and incorporate things to individualize it. But, but yeah, sometimes I just use that as its only thing that I start people on. Uh, talk to us if, if you can about, uh, I know you mentioned earlier that you it's 30 minutes before food or maybe two hours after food. Mm -hmm. It's an important thing. So talk about that a bit. Yeah. So you want it to, you don't want it to interplay with any fibers or proteins um, because that's going to lessen the effectiveness, the um, ability for it to get to the intestinal lining, for it to do its job, um, for absorption. So, you know, you do want to have it on an empty stomach and mix just with water um, if possible. So you don't want to be adding it to a smoothie. You don't want to be, um, you know, dumping it into your you know, super power drink that's got your power greens and coconut milk and flaxseed. Um, you know, you really want to have it by itself on an empty stomach. Um, and so that you can get the most enhanced benefits from it. Would you say that the colostrum is sort of a diva and likes to be alone and <laughs> the center of attention? Would that work? Yeah. Yeah. You can think of it that way. <laughs> so Treat the colostrum folks as a diva where they get all the attention all by themselves all the time, almost like a thyroid medication. So that's kind of a good way to look at it. Um, I suppose one could take it with thyroid. I don't suppose that would be a contraindication. I don't know the answer. Do you, do you have any comment on that? 
Um, I mean, I generally tend to be pretty careful with thyroid med just because it can be. Um, so, so, you know, in my people who, you know, they kind of have all the things it's okay. Well, typically I try to make it and we try to work on the timing of it so that they're taking their thyroid medication. And sometimes we adjust when they take the colostrum so they can, you know, it's not like they're up and then they have to wait for an hour and they have to wait, you know, another hour to eat and, you know, ends up being, you know, three or four hours and they still haven't eaten anything yet. So, um, you know, and cause people sometimes are get <laughs> frustrated with that. So it, sometimes yeah. we have to individualize the timing of it and, and figure out when best works for them, but definitely the empty stomach is going to be key. Now, a lot of times in these broadcasts I've done, you know, and we've talked about this before, so you know, what's coming. Um, people wonder if we're just talking about products, talking about processes, talking about physiology, pathology, biology, uh, biochemistry, what do you guys do? Do you guys do this? Really? What is your plan? So I'll, uh, I'll zone in on that one right now, Alicia. Do you use colostrum? And if so, how? And I, what do you use? Yeah, I do. I do. I take it every morning. Um, just, you know, like I mentioned, mix with water, a couple teaspoons. Um, and then usually I'll take it um, before I go to bed. Um, so a couple hours after I've had dinner. Um, and there's actually, if I'm remembering correctly, there are some neurotransmitter benefits. And so sometimes taking it before bed, you, you can get some of those benefits with, um, if I'm remembering that correctly, I don't know if, if, um, uh, that's something that you're familiar with, but, um, but for me, just the timing works out to where, when I can get it on an empty stomach, it's first thing in the morning. And then, um, before I go to bed and I, I use the, the liposomal, I've been using that probably, it's probably been about five or six years now or somewhere around in there um, that I've been using it. And it's, it's the only one that I'll, that I'll do. Now, you, you know, what about breastfeeding? I mean, that's a question you, you're a new mom. So uh -huh. talk about its application or not perhaps breastfeed. Cause you didn't mention that as a contraindication. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes, and there is some information here is, is sometimes when the mom takes colostrum, when she's breastfeeding, it sometimes can cause uh, some sleep disturbances in the baby. Um, now you can give colostrum directly to the baby as an um, sort of a supplement to breast milk or formula. So um, typically about a half a teaspoon, um, to the baby a couple times a day, um, you know, that, so you can, you can give it to your, your baby. And so I've had some women who, if for whatever reason they can't breastfeed or if they're not producing enough milk, um, and, but they still want to have some of those good immune benefits. Um, I'll have them do the colostrum, the bovine colostrum. And then in addition to the formula that they're feeding, um, it's kind of a hit and miss with, with breastfeeding moms, just because sometimes you can, and anybody who has a new baby knows that you don't want to be disrupting the sleep <laughs> any Very more than true. you have to <laughs> of an infant. So, um, so that sometimes just can be a little bit of a side effect, um, do the PRPs, um, that are in there. So, um, so that's kind of an, on a case by case basis. Well, and when we say PRP, just to, so nobody gets confusion, we're talking about proline-rich polypeptides as opposed to um, platelet-rich plasma. That's that's a different thing, but right. we use the same acronym PRP. You know, and I look at you know, I'm just looking at the um, the ingredients on the label of this package, and I think a significant point of fact with turns out the ones that we both use is this has 25 to 30% of it immunoglobulins. And just by observation experience, that's quite a bit more than you typically get from 
um, from other supplements, I, I believe. Would you have you seen that same uh, sort of phenomena? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the other thing that I like about the whole colostrum is some of the other immunoglobulin uh, products on the market are just IgG or they're just immunoglobulins. They don't have the lactoferrin. They don't have the PRP. They don't have the growth factor. So you don't get quite the complete uh, benefit of of supplementing with something like this, a product like this. So I don't really use any of the just straight up immunoglobulin products on the market. I, I just default to colostrum because I, I mean, when, when am I not going to want any of those other properties? Um, to benefit somebody. So, um, so I just don't, I don't really use any of the other ones. Um, you know, kind of another thing that I had forgotten to mention with application is, you know, for skin. So topically, um, I've used that also with, uh, people who maybe they have a acne problem or they have an, unhe- you know, non-healing wound or, um, assist. I've actually used that. And whereas where nothing else was working, the colostrum topically mixed into a little paste actually helped and eczema. It's actually worked well for eczema topically. Um, just leave it on for about 15 minutes, twice a day. Um, so, so those are just some other opportunities to use it. Um, not ingesting, but, uh, from a topical perspective. It's funny. You're the only other person I've heard of that did that besides us we would just take it and teach people to do it as a night cream or a mask and it oh yeah got yeah. really positive results from that for the same reasons and the funny thing about this and i, I want people to catch this one more time is i was reading a, an article just recently about you know back to the iron discussion again that the 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 excessive iron tended to be associated with uh less lifespan and mm-hmm. of course, the, the, you know, associations is not equal causality and causality. We, we can't do that. But the idea behind that was they, they were trying to tie the, the massive red meat ingestion we have with shorter lifespans. And perhaps there's something there. But at the same time, perhaps if we have adequate uh, stores of lactoferrin, which is naturally produced in the body, we're just augmenting that. Perhaps mm-hmm. that would tone down the excess iron, and that would probably be a benefit. Would you tend to agree with that philosophy? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, probably multifactorial, but I don't think I don't. I mean, there's really no, there's really no downside. There's really no side effect to colostrum. It's a naturally occurring substance substance that we all have. So, it's like, you can't overdose on colostrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think that there's ever going, I can't see other than some of the, the contraindications that I mentioned. Um, and as you've mentioned with lifespan and, you know, this kind of this theory with the iron, I don't, I don't see that there would be any reason why you, you wouldn't want to other than, you know, it's just a routine that you do. So, you know, there's not really a downside to it, I guess. It's very safe, it's, uh, typically very well tolerated. Um, so yeah, I totally I would agree with you on that. It's interesting, you know, I've had uh, a couple of people ask the question, um, what if I'm lactose intolerant? What if I'm dairy intolerant? Uh, how do you handle that one? Yeah, so I usually tell people, you know, if you have a straight up dairy allergy and it's, you know, massive horrible hives and anaphylaxis, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch claw. I'm not going to do colostrum, even though, you know, there's some, some research in, to show that it does help with allergies. You know, I'm not going to, I don't want to push that. Now, if it's a, a lactose intolerance or if it's a, just a dairy sensitivity that they just, you know, have a little bit of a dairy issue, um, you can use colostrum. Um, 
colostrum is that pre-milk. It's the first milk. It does not have the properties of mature milk until day five, I believe, day four or five. So it's not going to have quite the same effect as true milk would have. Um, and the amount of lactose that's in colostrum is actually very minimal. Um, there is some, but it's very minimal. It's probably less than what people will be getting from just eating some cheese. Yeah. So, um, so even if they're lactose intolerant, even if they have a dairy sensitivity, generally they're going to do okay with the colostrum. Um, of course there's always going to be an exception. Um, but, and for the most part, you absolutely can use it, um, in these people. Well, and we've, we've done that a lot. And, you know, sometimes people get created in their heads that they can't have any. And so to overcome that, we'll just give them a little digestive enzyme, a little bit of lactase in it. And that tends to, yeah, uh, you know, make it work okay. We haven't had any problems with it either. No contraindications whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And when so, we've been able to uh, add the lactase enzyme that tended to uh, remediate that problem. Yeah. Um, Alicia, I know <laughs> talk about this stuff all day, man. It's cool. Um, everybody needs this. I think we both agree with that. This is a baseline uh, way that people can perhaps restore, regenerate, reverse ill health and uh, rebuild to better health, maybe better than you've ever been before. Um, how do people get a hold of you where you are and, and website, contact, et cetera? How do they do that? Sure. So um, my website is aliciagalvinrd.com and my email is alicia at aliciagalvinrd.com. And then you can also follow me on Instagram at aliciagalvinrd. Um, And so those would be kind of the the three ways that you can get a hold of me. And we'll make sure to post those in the show notes below because it's good. You know, one of the benefits that I have on this is I get to introduce my friends to my friends. And I think that's just pretty cool and rewarding because um, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, there are people in the world that actually believe as Dr. Michelle and I believe. And here's one, <laughs> we're, we're not the only weirdos in the world. Um, there are more. So um, Alicia, thank you for being one of my weirdo friends. It's good. It's a pleasure. Any, anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. So there you go, folks. Colostrum, nature's first food, nature's first milk. It's something we all need. Why do babies need that? Because they need to grow, be strong, rebuild and build up and and do all the things they need to do to be a healthy human being. I guess, Alicia, I would consider us all potential babies in the making, but we need to grow up sometime. And probably colostrum (laughs) is one of the things that we'd want to do all the time, right? Absolutely. Yep. So I look forward to having you back on again. This has been good. We'll talk about maybe some autoimmunity stuff. That would be interesting and fascinating. So um, we'll we'll schedule that soon if you're up for it. I'd love to talk about it. It's, It's something that a lot of people deal with. So absolutely. Super common today. Well, folks, thank you for joining us again. Another edition of Healthcare is Missing Link. This has been fun. I've enjoyed this. So always subscribe and find out what and who's coming next, of course. And we'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode and uh, play this one back. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Review the show notes again. And above all, start using your colostrum for Pete's sake. (laughs) We'll look forward to seeing you next time. Bye-bye. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.